If you've been missing a character, fear not. Fear not, their dead, decaying corpse will be with you shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Captain's Pod, Stardate 82, 1723.1. Welcome aboard the Starship Sin Surprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief short leave from the world of cinema since to explore the universe of Star Trek. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me as always, she buries her emotions under a regulation beanie. It's Ambassador Danae. I want that beanie, and I want it so bad. And he never gets to finish his sandwich. It's Commodore Dice. Ah. I'm, I'm sorry? Sorry. Stop heaving stop dry heaving you know it triggers that's me. why i never get to finish the sandwich it just keeps coming back and then i have to you know yeah process like it again and, yeah. baby pigeon amazing hello both of you how are you doing good good <laughs> what you want more high energy show today guys high energy show <laughs> oh my goodness right we are at the halfway point of um strange new world mm. i just want to do a little i want to do a little courtesy check-in with both sure. of you. how do you feel the first half of the season has gone <laughs> well let's just say uh i'm glad we're halfway because now we can start to finish the season now we can start to be oh. done with it <laughs> didn't i um i am uh hopeful i feel like the first half w- was a little bit of a struggle bus um but we're comparing it to that first season that was just magic and Mm-hmm. So when you make yeah. magic in the first season, this is what happens, which <laughs> is why like, you should never do that. Yeah, never make a second season or never make a good first season. Set the bar low. The, the reason I'm not as hopeful as Danae is because usually a show that has a 10 episode season will take the first half to do the fun, regular stuff and then do like the last three episodes specifically like ramp into whatever the you know end of the season Mm. is going to be and we like are doing all like end of season stuff like in the first i don't know it's it's weird (laughs) i just i don't understand the the texture of this season so i'm I'm hoping for a few Mm. more great episodes i know we have one i'm you know i'm gonna love still coming up so does it feel rushed (sighs) that's a good question that's a really good question my instinct is yes i'm just i'm wondering if they were really surprised with the success of the first one and they rushed into the second one and didn't have as much time to really kind of craft craft it because I feel like I feel like one of the things that the fans that are having a really great time on every episode are experiencing is like this is really good you know and I and maybe I'm just comparing it to the like I'm, I'm too high of expectations or something like that. I think it's really important, Danae, for you and I to remember we are in the minority. I think most people, if my reading is correct, who enjoyed the first season still think this has been an amazing show the the second season. Some mm-hmm. of the podcasts I listen to, some yeah. of the other pop culture places I tune into, they are having a blast with this second season. So I know that I'm in the mi- minority on this. I And I think it's a very specific thing to me, which is... It's just not what I loved about the show in the first season. It's emphasizing the things I didn't enjoy about the show in the first season. It's going that direction. And so that's, you know, um, a, a specific bummer to me. And I get why people who, you know, uh, don't mind that kind of stuff are, are enjoying it. Yeah, it w- it's been it's been a rough start. Thank you, Ian, for reminding us about the rough start. <laughs> you know what? I have only one episode and I was episode three the time traveling one that's the only one that's been a bit of a bummer for me the rest of them i have my qualms with but i really enjoyed i really enjoyed them all and i think that is 
me representing a lot of what you said, Aaron, mm-hmm. a lot of the Star Trek people that are just like, I want more Star Trek. I don't really care what form it comes in. Right. Just give me more Star Trek. I love it. This week, we have got episode six, Lost in Translation. Ambassador, give us a very uh, a very general prediction for the episode and then an oddly specific one. The Universal Translator fails is my general one. It mm, stops that's working. That's great. That's solid. Everyone's having to use charades. So it'd be a great charades episode. Oh, they could call it charades. They should. They, they should uh, not. They should and not. never have it in their episode. What if every episode um, was just called charades and it was a different yeah. way to be awesome? It would be a, be a charade. Mm-hmm. My it. highly specific one is somebody drops something silver. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's that's perfectly mm-hmm. specific. Yeah. Uh, Commodore Dicer. Um, For general... Uh... Man, they took mine, so... <laughs> no, I, let's go with a general uh, a general prediction. They will visit a strange new world. Um, you may think, well, that's obvious. It's the name of the show. Well, let me reintroduce <laughs> you to the first half of the season. Uh, for my specific uh, prediction, uh, Bill Murray reference. <laughs> Do you know how rarely they reference pop culture people? Oh, I don't know. They held on to their butts last episode, so I don't think it's too far out there. I am I am stunned, and I, I just reread my note very quickly, um, and today's big prediction is UT goes down, um, so the <laughs> ship's urinary tract goes down, so that's We've what we're looking infection. for. We have an infection situation. Well, with that, we'll Amazing. see you all in 10 forward. Um, three to beam to the holodeck. Welcome to Ten Forward, part of the show where we grab a drink or something from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched. Most important question first, Ambassador, what is your beverage of choice? Yeah, whatever that rum was that Uhura had. The Saurian brandy? That's what I want. That's the one. That's the go-to drink. Everyone's favorite The rum brandy. Yeah, the rum brandy. The Saurian rum brandy. Brandy, Brandy. you're a fine rum. What a good drink you would be. Drink. Great, now we're going to get one of those takedown notices because we had a <laughs> Because my vocal us. was so dead on. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's... Because the pair of you were on yes, point. Yes, exactly. exactly. What would you like from the jukebox, Commodore? The jukebox? I, I want a cookie. Can I just have a cookie? Yeah. Um, a real cookie? Not a matter synthesized <laughs> one? Uh, I would like a lemon blueberry cookie from uh, 21st Century McAllister's. Uh, Summer, circa summer 2023. Nice, that was a good year. Yeah, it was a good year. Is that a new one that McAllister's? Yes, they've got these lemon blueberry cookies right now, and they are amazing. (gasps) Those are like the ones I get at Silver Dollar City, and they're so fucking Yeah, lemon blueberry. Sponsor of the show, McAllister's (laughs) in Silver Dollar City this week. Wouldn't that be great? That would be amazing. Well, I personally would like a hot cup of trauma from (laughs) a mix of characters this week. Uh, Janae, give us a synopsis. Holy fucking shitballs this episode. Do you want to know about how people are feeling about things? Traumatic things. Loving things. Confusing things. Dying things. Well, this is the episode for you. If you've been missing a character, fear not. Fear not, their dead, decaying corpse will be with you shortly. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. For those of you that listened to our uh, interview with Hemmer, I feel like maybe there was a wink and a nod to possibly being involved in another episode of Strange New Worlds. Guys, this is it. This is the moment we've been waiting for. He's back, but only as a ghost. What's incredible is that there's no was it in the trailer this week because it did a really good job of not being in the trailer. However, mm. this show did spoil the episode by giving away that Hemmer <laughs> returns at some point. Because he definitely said that Hemmer will be back in some form. In some form, and he was we, nebulous about uh-huh. it. We didn't realize how appropriate in some form was going to mean. Yeah. Well, and if they if we hadn't, the previously on did. I mean, oh, it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. previously on, Hemmer! Oh, yeah, that was a setup. That's right. Uh, and last but not least, if you didn't have something to haunt your nightmares, now you have it. It's Hemmer smiling. The end. <laughs> Isn't that a beautiful smile? Yeah. Hey. What what was what was creepier? Himmer is a zombie or Himmer trying to smile at the end? Which Himmer trying to smile you out more. For sure. That was beautiful. It really did remind me of the movie Smile. Like oh, it really reminded me of that kind of smile uh-huh. where it's like a force, like, yeah. Was... This is this entire episode is a better version of that movie, actually. Can I can I just say when we had the episode with Laon and Kirk? And I mm-hmm. speculated that that episode existed because they're going to be folding Kirk in more. And then mm-hmm. Kirk appears in this episode. I really feel confident about that now. I really yeah. feel like this episode, more than any so far, seems to be solidifying the idea that they're building for something else. Like, this is the middle ground. This is the middle child of of something. It was always going to happen. Kirk was always going to yeah. become part of the show. I just didn't know it was going to be this quick. I didn't know it would be this quick or this much. And I think it is the elephant in the room effect. I think it is so much that people will be like, or the showrunners assume that people will be like, where's Kirk? We want to see Kirk. They've just put him in there and been like, yeah, you fucking happy? He's here. We, we Kirk is okay. in this. So right. that we stop talking about it and are able to enjoy the show. I, I don't think... know, maybe I just misunderstood. I thought that I thought that Strange New Worlds was going to be our Pike people. Well, and it's, and has that been the response? Have you heard a lot of like you're more connected to the Trek community clearly than I am? But like, has there been a response like this show is great, but mm, maybe better with Kirk? No, like, not at all. Is that but been... that's what I'm saying? Oh, the, I didn't think no, so. No, so they're preempting that by including him last season and this season. It's almost like they're short circuiting that by saying, "Don't you moan because he's here." This is what he's doing. We know. But nobody's moaning. But that's what I mean to preempt it because they're. Pre- I think they were so certain that this was going to happen. Oh, I see what you're saying. So they didn't. They didn't realize people would be okay without him. Exactly. So I think they're assuming they're... that you can't yeah. have Spock and Pike and doing all of their things without also saying Kirk exists. Don't worry, we're not ignoring him. People were like, "Oh, this unsweetened tea is great," and they're like, "No, but here comes the show." Yeah, exactly. And yeah, they were like, "I, but I was, I was good with the unsweetened yeah, tea. I actually prefer it." Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean. We have a classic A plot, B plot episode, and then they intertwine at the end. Where I'm who, sorry. Right, it, what the yeah. fuck were you watching? There was an A plot, B plot, C plot, D plot, E yeah. plot episode. Yeah, there were so oh, many different. I'm not different... even counting those as plots. They were just asides <laughs> that could have been in any episode at all. <laughs> well, they had okay, nothing but, uh, to do with this well, one. What was your B plot? Oh, the, the, yeah. Which one do you consider the B plot? The sabotage on the on the array on the deuterium mine. Okay. And then it I thought that was part of the A plot. The, no, but that's yeah, the that's beauty. A plot no, 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 no. That's B plot that then intertwines What's into the A plot, a plot at the end. <laughs> a plot is a horror hulu. Did you watch this episode? I, I vastly disagree I, with no. your idea of what A plots and B plots yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't have that to is, be completely separate. 
Yes, they do. That's why they're called a B plot. <laughs> they can be, but they can <laughs> otherwise they'd just be a, they'd be a point two plots. Oh, uh, I guess part of the same alphabet, Aaron, and that's why it's beautiful when they intertwine okay. into an A B plot. But what is the A plot? The A to plot you? is Uhura okay. hallucinating and working okay. out the mystery of what those hallucinations are. Okay. Uh-huh. And then the B plot is Chin Riley and Pelia working out what the problem with the deuterium okay. mine okay. is. Okay. And the and shenanigans happening on there. C plot is right. It doesn't matter because all of the other plots could have been in any <laughs> other episode. <laughs> they didn't matter. No, My I think goodness. I agree with that. I think I can yeah? see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And then they in- it's only at the end where it intertwines and it's it was all the same thing. It's in the middle. You're in, it's you're in, in the, the middle. middle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe even in the first half. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, the Enterprise arrives and is has got to fix a classic deuterium um, mining situation, but there's some sabotage or something. Ahura is hallucinating and Kirk is back. Overall thoughts and feelings, Commodore, let's go with you first this week. How did you feel about this episode? I really like this episode. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with it feels like a very well-focused episode. And the joking we're doing about all the different plots uh, is interesting to that idea because all those other things aren't really big enough to be considered plots. They're just like little check-ins, That's, that kind of stuff. This, exactly. This yeah. is an A plot episode, in my opinion. Like it's not an A and B that combine. It is just like... This is what we're talking about. We're figuring out this one mystery. Um, and I really liked that because it gave the episode a lot of purpose uh, for me. Um, so, yeah, I, I dug that. I think Uhura is a great character. Uh, this is I enjoyed the the process of just solving this mystery. I thought it was it was really good. I had a good time with this. Amazing. Um, Danae. I loved it. Woo! Yay! <laughs> uh-huh. Question mark? I, um was really upset at like my sin for this episode undid the whole episode for me in a way mm. but but um i think overall i did like it um I, the ship is so we got to see a lot of the ship and i really liked the nebula i thought it was mm-hmm. just a beautiful episode i did like that we had a mystery yeah. that was kind of going on that you know that those are kind of fun for me and we did get to visit a lot of the different people um and see them doing their jobs so it was very much a like Crew is doing their jobs episode with the injection of Kirk testosterone. Kirkosterone? I don't know. Uh, I would go with Kirkulinity. And uh, and, the word looking for. and I don't I don't understand why toxic Kirkulinity communications officer isn't thinking that something is trying to fucking communicate with her. I don't get it. <laughs> hey, she she hung a lantern on that irony. Okay, that makes it okay. Um, overall, I'm a sucker for this type of episode, so I bloody loved it because, and I keep saying this, I love it when this episode does TNG and it's, some might call it slow slash, I hate to use the B word, boring, but for me, I, I love it when the show has confidence to do this and just kind of sit in a science problem for a bit and show the routine and like the first quarter of the episode, other than like her as um hallucinations we just kind of check in with people as we go around the ship and una's doing her job like i just got geordie vibes from una yeah. like geordie's on assignment just getting shit done they'll have like a personnel problem with somebody they eventually resolve it fine that was the drama i was kind of interested in um and then yeah just overlaid with a nice mystery this might happen to diana 
Troy at some point where she will, someone, an alien is trying to communicate with her. It has some detrimental effects on her psyche. So I think we've seen elements of this story multiple times in Star Trek, but I love it. And th- what makes it unique is seeing these people and this crew deal with this set of variables and problems as opposed to the end, the, the, uh tng crew so yeah it was overall it was right up my alley could have done i am baffled by why kirk is here um i interesting just overlap everybody's trauma everywhere all at once yeah i immediately rolled my eyes every time we checked out of the the main plot like i it was just like what are we doing here i like i don't kind of felt like they were trying to hit the theme of love pretty hard because they showed so much in the uh previously on section that I was as usual, <laughs> I, but I felt like more than usually on the yeah. on the previously on they kind of keep it to the quote unquote main characters of that episode. But it turns out in this episode everybody's here, so they had like a little bit of everyone, um, including Hemmer, uh, including the emotional Spock stuff. And it's just like, man, they really think we're dumb, don't they? They they really don't think that we understand that there's some stuff going on here um, because that it's, it's become very soap opera very fast this yeah. season yeah um, but like who's sleeping with who who's in the love trial who's yeah. you know in love with who it's just like everybody has to like I get it we're all relational human beings like I understand that the ideas of physical attraction and love and you know chemistry and all those things are important to us but like, does every show have to be like, uh, you know, is, is are like a Ross will and Rachel going to get together? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it does feel like we're doing it a bit much. I don't know if it's an attempt to have some more quote unquote popular appeal, but I think it's misunderstanding what popular appeal is because <laughs> I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel that appealing to me. I, I literally had in my, uh, my notes previously on Hemmer and love stuff. That's yes. you know, basically what the, <laughs> yeah. the previously on was. Yeah. And, and they and they're like little speeches that they're doing in their private log entries. Is it? Um, mine, Aaron, was Hemmer and more emotions. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. It mine. It's 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 really weird that they're kind of using the previously on instead of scenes in the show because the Kirk and Laan thing doesn't really go anywhere. The previously on is almost just to explain why Laan reacts oddly knows who he to is. Kirk and knows yeah. who as if that didn't happen three weeks ago. But so they also resolve it odd. within the episode. They also yeah. resolve it in that moment where they're like, oh, do you know each other? She's like, yeah, I'll explain it later. Like, that's all we need to know. We don't really also, we don't need all to the explain details. It later. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lying um, to your captain. But let's get let's get back into the positives. Let's get to the overall what's the, the good stuff that you liked? What um what hit you, Dyser? I like uh, that we saw Pike, the trusting captain, again. Yes. I've missed these. I've missed these moments where Pike gets to trust his crew to make the call. And there's a very you know when he looked at leadership Uhura and said, "How certain are you?" And she said, "I am certain." And he trusted her and blew that thing up. Yeah, he did. Just because he trusted her that much. And I, I, I like that about Pike. I think we talked about this in the first season. It's one of my favorite parts of his character is that he leads uh, through not capitulation, but through trust. And I, I like that. 
I like that a lot. Why have a communications expert, a tactical, tactical expert? Yeah, empower you, your people. If you kick them off and then take over and do all of those roles yourselves. Yeah, Correct. completely agree. Em- what, empower your crew. What I wanted to mention in that moment as well is that he does give a glance to Kirk over Uhura's shoulder. And I know that might be interpreted as he didn't really trust Uhura, he trusted Kirk. But that check-in for me is really important because Uhura is hallucinating. She's been medically signed off. And that nod to Kirk is just a little, are we good here? Like, and th- like that's getting more a second the, opinion. But, but it's more than that. It's more like Kirk is backing Ahura as well. So it's not Kirk, I need your opinion. I need your opinion on if like Ahura is making sense here as well. And he's just like, yeah, no, I, I trust her. Do what she says. So yeah, I that moment just all wrapped up was really well done. I really liked it. I also it. felt like that moment was earned because the episode had spent time watching Pike and the rest of the crew that was involved understand what she had going on with mm. it starting off as just like a, oh, you were exposed to some space junk at first and then it turned into a, oh, you have some similarities to this other guy who turns into a murder guy and then... Like, they kind of saw the progress. So by the time she gets to the end of the episode, where she's really confidently saying what she is interpreting her dreams and her visions to mean, and she's like, yes, I know this is true. Like, we all felt like it was true, too, even if there were some leaps in logic. Like, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever sat down with somebody who does de- dream interpretation, but there's some leaps in logic there. So, you like... Think? You know, she's doing her own dream interpretation situation and arrives at the conclusion that is correct, thankfully. Um, But Pike didn't just kind of go, oh, Hura just showed up on the bridge and said, we're going to blow something up. There's a Mm -hmm. whole bunch of other things that he's pulling from, the crew is pulling from. So his nod to Kirk for that confirmation was almost like, you've been paying attention to this too. We're making this choice together. And I thought that that was good. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, uh, side note, getting exposed to space junk is usually what people claim to have had after meeting Kirk. That's nice. Space That's junk. it. No, I completely yeah. agree. I I um, <laughs> I like that. Kirk has been there throughout the whole journey. You always have to have that one crew member that's like, I believe you. Even though all of the evidence says this one thing, I believe you in spite of all of that, that really important <laughs> evidence. Um, well, and we had that serious thing happen with the other dude too. Like, let's say that they had decided not to have a saboteur that was hurting people and ultimately like sabotage their own ship. Would the gravity of what Uhura was saying about what needed to happen ring as true? Probably not. So I think they did a good job of making that a very legitimate moment. Um, yeah. And not yeah. making it frustrating either because having the, all of the cast disbelieve you because you're tired plot line it's something we've seen in shows a lot and that gets really tiring for me because it's like we all know at home that this is real and that battle to convince everybody can be really tiring in and of itself so yeah i think they found a good balance there of making it believable but also giving giving everyone a reason to get on board uh i'm just gonna nerd out a bit and just say once again the visual effects on this show are just stunning give me more external shots of the enterprise please they were coming really pretty. through the nebula we get to see the bizarre collectors in action collecting up the deuterium person freezing in the it's, depths of space no, it's totally unnecessary <laughs> weird choice but it okay funny. it was funny because uh i think the the dogs were doing something around this time because uh just as like this 
the guy is getting sucked out into space. I hear Danae uh, through the, as we watch this live going, go, just go, go. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Didn't know Danae hated Ramon so much. Fuck that red oh shirt. Oh my god, that's terrible timing. Amazing. Uh, also, amazing. technically, Aaron, they were blown out into space, not sucked. Mm, this um, is true. This is true. Although it's a bit of a semantic distinction. But correct. yes, that is true. Correct. Yeah. Um, I yeah, beautiful. Like the nebula is beautiful, the ship is beautiful, Ju- the array is beautiful. Just give me more external shots of this show. It's just so pretty. And the interior And also is- internal. Exactly, the interior of the ship. We're getting a really good feel for the geography of all of it. It feels more like the Enterprise D than I felt in a TV show in a long time because I always knew where I was in any episode on in TNG. Everywhere feels so familiar and I'm getting that feel and we're only in season two. Like if we get a full seven seasons or whatever, that's just going to increase and increase and increase. That's yeah, a possibility? Like that. Well, maybe not nowadays, but... Star Trek shows tend to go seven seasons, which is... Which is Interesting. It would be lovely. Okay, lovely. okay. And we're, what, we're what, like six years from Kirk being captain of the Enterprise? Like, in the timeline, seven, something like that? I think they timed it so that they would have the possibility for seven seasons to equal seven years in real time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, they can they can definitely... So, yeah, like five in. or six years yeah, then. There's know. definitely time. Holy uh, shit. Uh, uh, I don't know who's next. Aaron, go for it. Give us something you like. Oh, sure. Um, Did I hear a mention of the kelvin did i hear yeah, a mention of the kelvin, the kelvin? uh-huh well, i think that's that interesting right because i don't think i thought the kelvin was just a jj thing like i no. i didn't think that had had been in star trek before oh aaron thank you so much oh let's go yeah let's go do for it. it the kelvin um correct was a jj thing but yeah it's been accepted as canon in all of the rest of star trek as well so when when nero goes back in time that second changes everything onwards. So right, yes, that's what I was saying. This, but this to me feels like the first time we've been in OG timeline aside from the JJ movie, which was an OG timeline mm. supposedly up until the Kelvin uh, explosion. Yes, exactly, or whatever. So, but the first time we've been in something else that's been like, hey, this thing is confirmed now in a different mm-hmm. you know place, or has there been another Star Trek property that is? Yes. Confirmed it. Discovery confirmed it. Um, okay. In season four, I think, they mention that, I mean, they're like in the year 3000 or something, and they talk about some time agent that went back to the Kelvin to see what had happened, and they actually talk about Nero's mining ship that created this branching timeline, mm. so they've directly referenced the JJ universe so they're doing a marvel multiverse thing no it's great so i, I it's think fun. it's fine um yeah. and i i just i noticed it so i i thought i'd mention it ambassador mm-hmm. we're talking about the things that we liked you already yeah, covered the exterior and the interior one of my favorite parts was something that i probably didn't feel as much as maybe like long time trekkies but seeing Kirk and Spock and Uhura at the end was clearly like... TOS, here we come. <laughs> I just imagine all the writers and the people that made it just sort of gathering around and sort of like all linking arms around each other's shoulders and just kind of like going like, we're doing good work. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> this is good, right? Yeah, this is good. Like, is I just that a felt positive like it or a negative? <laughs> I feel like it was an emotional thing for the fans. Mm -hmm. And even though I didn't watch a lot of TOS, 
I kind of had to stop and go, oh, oh yeah, this is big. Like this is huge. This is technically the first time that Spock and Kirk meet mm-hmm. and Uhura is there. It's an important even moment. Though, even though my my version of this show is wondering where my favorite people are. Like, why is it not it? Why is why is it just these three? I was like, oh, 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 that's right. This is a love song for the TOS fans. And this is kind of a fun moment. The jazz sort of end, the 10 Ford at the end seemed really cute. And I liked that part. And I, I liked how it was like this like handshake and then Nahura is sort of in the background and then it pulls out and there's... Uhura is aware of how important it is to introduce these just two felt people. Like I don't it's know why Spock was that. over there exactly. And I, oh, He was I, cleaning I up glasses. Was he? <laughs> Yeah, he like just picked up an empty glass and handed it to the, He's the OCD's waiter kicking person. Okay. Yeah, I think he was cleaning up after Kirk. Weirdly, yeah. yeah, I I liked how I liked how it was shot, and I like how it was just sort of this. Um, it was obviously a telegraphed moment, but I thought that it was a nice way to end the episode. For me, I I love in general that ending of ending ten forward. It's kind of like an episode debrief. Like, just instead of ending on something, it's a nice way to ease us out of the show. Something that I love Star Trek doing. That trio thing almost felt like the last episode or the last scene of Strange New Worlds ever. Like, handing the torch onto TOS. And I was like, we've only just begun! So I, I, I get it. I'm not offended by it at all. But I just don't understand why they're doing it or... If it's really, maybe I'm just being a Scrooge about it, but it just, it doesn't feel like this show needs to do all of these introductions. I don't know, unless they're actively trying to avoid breaking canon by saying, well, they didn't meet that way. They met this way. And being really intentional about it instead of, they're walking down the corridor together. This is the first time that they've ever been seen together. Why isn't there more fanfare? I don't know, Dicer. I feel like you might have an opinion on that one. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 fun for people to go. Oh, look, he's the he's the the fleet captain because he said he was. You know, when I met Kirk, he was a fleet <laughs> captain. You know, like it's fun for people to yeah. do that stuff. So that was fu- so that's different because that's a very specific thing that they're referring to. So when yeah. the only reason Pike is a has been quote unquote promoted to fleet captain in this episode is because. In TOS, Kirk is asked, have you ever met Pike before? And he says, yeah, the first time I met him, it's he was just been promoted to fleet captain. That I understand and that I get. Like we, That's kind of like an acknowledgement of, oh, this is actually written in, in the canon. It's right there. We kind of have to find a way to make him fleet captain, even though he's <laughs> not going to be yet. Because we won't care. Well, if you want to do this introduction, which is what I'm saying. Yes. Like you, You're saying like this show doesn't need to do all that stuff. And I think you're right, but it is kind of fun because there's a puzzle that they're piecing together yes. that they're trying to get right. And that's, you know, that's interesting at least. Mm-hmm. Well, let's bring it back to Danae because you were a little bit out of the loop. Me? Okay. Um, <laughs> I could, I mean, I guess I could tell you what I thought was going to happen. I really thought this was going to be a Gorn attack. Like when the, when she first has her mm. first like um, hallucination and she sees everybody dead in the hallway. I thought that there was an alien species that was trying to tell them that they were in this nebulous cloud and that also hiding in the nebulous cloud was the Gorn because we were shown this was going to be kind of Gorny, <laughs> Corny, <laughs> Gorny from um, the Starfleet perspective, like in the first 
episode, wasn't there like we're close to war? And then there's been sort of this mention of like Gorn potential, but we haven't seen any of them yet. So I thought that maybe they would have made an appearance already. So when I saw the death in the hallway, I was like, oh, this is going to be a Gorn episode. And when I saw Dead Hammer, I was like, oh, this is a Gorn episode. But I was super wrong. And I think yeah, that that's, that's a, a positive. Point, I think that's yeah. a positive because um, I like being surprised. I like that it wasn't so telegraphed. You know, if we're going to have a telegraphed. Sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details previously on section I don't like the actual show to be very on the nose and kind of give me exactly what I expect which is one of the things I like about strange new worlds is they continuously do things that surprise me even in the episodes I don't enjoy as much they do things that surprise me so uh yeah so I thought I thought that's what was going to happen so I guess my positive is that it didn't happen that way and we mm. went in a different direction although I am still curious when the Gorn are going to show up well and that's that's me taking your positive and turning it into a negative why do why do we have to mention them like like why do we have to have oh, this wrong. this is fine over I mean it is fine it is fine Ian it's all fine <laughs> I just don't care I want this episode to be this episode when it's time for the Gorn do it Gorn two-parter and we'll move on like okay this is why i like this but not the slow zoom onto the map that slowly revealed mm -hmm. the gorn label because that was a weird cliffhanger and it is a cliffhanger that's exactly mm -hmm. how it's like kind of put into the episode this was like picard saying oh this could be the romulans like they're speculating about what's going on and oh, there's romulan activity here could it have been the ferengi this was conversational and just made sense in the context of, yeah, it makes sense have a deuterium plant here because of the Gorn activity nearby. That's fine. That felt more organic. Wait, it's that still was, that was connected? What do you mean? I missed I missed the connection. There's a reason the Gorn were near the the that thing they were building? Oh, yeah. They've detected increased Gorn activity near this nebula, which is why they're what, building the plant here. I thought the plant already existed, but they were like going to boost it or yeah, something. That you're, you, so you're saying they're building that because there's Gorn activity nearby? No, I think it's a bonus. I think they're increasing. I think they're ex they were accelerating its completion because there was Gorn activity nearby. Like that was part of it. Because Spock says something like, this would make a great launching point should anything happen with the Gorn or whatever. Okay. So for me, it just felt like an organic development of the gorn story okay. rather than bump bump i'll take bum. your word for it it felt it felt very forced to me it felt like yeah oh and guess what the gorn also happened to be nearby because we wanted to mention the gorn the again gorn. <laughs> yeah I mean, column a column b free either way it worked sure, better for sure. me than just big reveal on a map at the end of an episode mm -hmm. that had nothing to do with the gorn at sure. all um yeah. yes dice how did you enjoy carol kane this week She's great. She's great. When she was like, I don't know why I said that. Because he was actually just okay. Yeah. But yes. it was probably because he was dead. dead. That was beautiful. She has a different perspective on death. She's so yeah. old. <laughs> she's so, so old. She and is. like when number one kind of gives it back to her, she's like, you've been around since before I was born, but I outrank you. So 
there's oh, that. Oh, I and have I was a like, sin for that. Ooh, <laughs> but, spicy. But also, but also, I'm sorry, did you think Space Hippie was an insult? Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> I want to be a Space Hippie. I think everyone, when we came into our live chat, one of the first comments was like, mm-hmm. hello, other Space Hippies. I think we, I am, I'm with my people. I also yeah. am a Space Hippie. I would totally take that on. Pelia is a space hippie as well. That oh, is yeah. that's not an insult. That is a fact. Um, cool. Anything else before we move on to the sins, everybody? Go for it. As we're finishing up this episode, I just got to thinking about how fun the episode from the other side would have been from the perspective of this this race who's trying to communicate mm. with these people on this starship. That's interesting. How are they doing that? Like, how are, like, is there, do they have these little trans-dimensional meetings where they're like, we have to set up a strategy to figure out how to get to, oh, they're still not getting it. They think they're going crazy. What do we do? Like, there's there's an interesting side episode from the other perspective yeah. in, in this one that I, I would find very, very fascinating. Like they have a list of all of Ahura's memories and they're just like deciding what's too fucked up and what's just fucked up enough. Right, yes. like, We're going to yeah. bring back this best friend as a zombie. Somebody is really fucked up in that meeting. Yeah. So we're going to show her her family dying. Hemmer is a zombie. She's going to fight herself. She's going to see all of her crew get blown out. Then there's the guy in the corner who's like, guys, guys, what if her hallucination was just a communications pad that said exactly what was going on? <laughs> And the rest of the table's like, nah, nah, nah. Uh, let's go. Let's go with zomber, he- zombie hammer. That's yeah. that's really gonna no. do it. Zomba? Yeah, the, there's <laughs> a, a lot of trauma in this one because this <sighs> this race is like these people are murdering us. Let's show them other people murdering too. Like, let's yeah, make, let's it, make hurt. it as fucked up as possible. We need this yeah. to hurt. Uh, we need to break their brains. It is amazing. Like, if in doubt, whenever you find a nebula. There's a 99% chance something's living in it and Starfleet are killing it. That's pretty much a guaranteed result. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, so overall final thoughts. I really enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. Love a little mystery. Love a yeah. little A plot, B plot thing. Could have done without the Kirk stuff in summary. All right. You brought it up again. So I'm going back in. <laughs> Do it. Look, it, can, it cannot be a B plot when the B plot is introduced and we already know it relates to the A plot. Do We didn't know that it relates to the A you plot. You didn't? Though. You didn't? Oh, okay. I guess what, her is hallucinations. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're still differing on what I mean by a plot, b plot. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying that it was so obvious that something was trying to communicate with her from inside the nebula that it mm. is my greatest sin. So it is a good time to get into the sins. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Red alert, everyone. Let's head to engineering. Battle stations. Warning. Warp core collapse in ten seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV shows about sin, even our beloved Star Trek. Commodore, you first. Give us a sin. Uh, sure. You don't need a cookie. Okay, moving on. Most important <laughs> sin of the episode, without a yep, doubt. Yep, yep. You must be Legit. insane because you rejected a cookie. It's fair. Yeah. Ambassador. Let's see. Uh, I mean, I've already said it. The, my main, my main one. It's really, it really bothers me a lot. I think like Uhura hears something with communication. She knows she's heard something. She's so trained to understand language. She's had alien experiences before, where she's tried to deduce language through musical stuff. Like, there's just stuff that's about her character that I am baffled why it took her that long 
to even begin to make an assumption that there mm. would be somebody something trying to communicate with her. Like because what are your other options? What else is it? It's just this nebulous haha. Something is going on with me, and it isn't the deuterium. There's there's a, there's enough happening, and her her character is so immersed in the communication realm. Um, and she's a puzzle person and she likes to be a perfectionist. So, I mean, I guess there's something to be said about it being followed up by terrifying visuals that maybe are confusing and she needs to take some time to think about it. Like, I, I get that. But it, it took so long for the characters to actually get to the point where they were trying to communicate that I, I thought maybe that's not where we're going because they would have already addressed this. This would have already been something that they would be actively looking into. And really just the casualness of treating her symptoms this entire time after finding this guy who has lost his mind, like they're just like, yeah, go off by yourself. And so there, I've got so many sins that are sort of around this idea that this mm. character isn't <clears throat> thinking about it being a communication thing. And then just the way that they're interacting with her knowing that she's having visions and such like mm. even kirk it is insane that kirk she says i'm gonna go back to sick he's bay. like nah kirk's just like do nah, it cool do go that. on your own then i won't join you it, it's so it's just it, wild it's so for the plot that yeah it was hard for me to believe um and so i don't want to spend a ton of time you know pooing on it or whatever mm. but my but the main thing is just that i really have a hard time uh thinking that she wouldn't have thought that that <laughs> this that thing leap. that's happening in her ears that's a rhythm and then she's seeing visions with it has nothing to do with something trying to communicate with her it baffles yeah. me and it makes me angry. no i get it i get you uh, my main problem around all of that was how people were interacting with her sometimes like when pike uh, uh they find out that ramon has sabotaged everything created this massive explosion in the ship and who is just like you should relieve me of duty and Pike's just like nah you'll be fine. That's that's <laughs> it's mind blowing to me. <laughs> it's insane, Pike. What are you doing? Yeah, relieve her of duty. There's Don't a, give her yes, a phaser. There's a casualness to it all that makes it harder for me to be immersed that this world is real because I don't think that they're taking things seriously. And this is after the part of the ship has been blown up. This is after right? the cell is completely the gone. Ship. This is after someone died. This is after revealing yeah. that there's a sabotage situation on this, you know, massive gas station or whatever. But but Strange New World says this thing that is confusing at times for me, where there's this sort of like, haha, fun, fun vibe. And we've talked about how maybe it's because this is just your job and it's insane. And so what I would take very seriously, they don't because this is part of their training or whatever. So maybe there's part of that at play a bit, but it's still didn't seem like it was <laughs> yeah, there's some it's it's always going to be a problem when it's a tv show and it has we want to keep a her in play when she should be strapped to a table yeah um dice give us a give us a sin oh wait no is it my turn who knows uh it depends on if you're uh counting your jump off of Danae's stuff as a sin but i think you could give another one mm. um it's in the ramon situation as well go for it kirk runs in puts an arm around ahura says beam us out fuck ramon right why do they get beamed out and ramon gets yeeted why did they beam all three of them out i was expecting to have to delete that sin because <laughs> someone was gonna say we couldn't get a lock on him he was too close to the explosion or some bullshit but no it's just fuck this guy why didn't you beam him out mm -hmm. plot mm -hmm. beamings you know kyle og chief kyle he would have beamed him out that's right <laughs> this new this is when this you miss one. kyle yeah. This is when you miss Kyle, honestly. Gosh, dang it. Anyway, that red shirt was just doomed to be dead. 
Danae, you uh, talking about her not uh, realizing that something was trying to communicate her kind of ties into uh, one of my biggest sins, which this show does the thing that so many shows do where a completely unrelated thing triggers their brain to the solution. Oh, the epiphany? Well, yeah. The house epiphany. The house does this every episode. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Like they, tri- um, they trip and he gets like a stubbed toenail and he's like, oh, that reminds oh. me. Wilson will light up a cigar and is like, well, you lighting up the cigar reminded me the anabolic steroids light up the kidneys. <laughs> right, right. So this Hemmer, vo- uh, this Hemmer video, he says something about burning out, the- you'll burn out the receiver. And she's like, Ugh, burn out the receiver. Burn out the receiver. <laughs> this must be an alien race trying to communicate that we're killing them. Right. Because he said, burn out the receiver. Like, this is one of the biggest stretches of that moment that I've seen, it's too. Big. Where it's like. Li- it's a big stretch and she like you said about like the dream interpretation earlier tonight she like just pinpoint snipes exactly what each dream means and just interprets it perfectly um and 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 i understand we left the reveal too late like i i i I get it that there's so so these are the images that are showing but I, i would if i was to have the time to write the sin for that particular part I think it'd be really fun to go back in and show all of the delusions and then draw a different conclusion. Oh, you know for what sure. I mean? Just yeah. to kind of prove the yeah. point that it the delusion is Her whatever. assumes this instead of yeah. this. Yeah. 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 That's why um like the Freud stuff is always a pinch of salt because it, it can just sometimes a knife is just a knife. Um, I deny. Question mark. I think you're up next. There is a moment, and this is probably the answer. Probably drones, but there's a moment (laughs) when um, Uhura is watching the playback of Hemmer, and she fixing and recalibrating the communications stuff in the nacelle area. Am I wording correctly? You're doing incredible with the wordings. I I love it. It's a lot. You're doing so good, I'm confused. Okay, okay. <laughs> Must be let, me, let me back up. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it's kind of like showing back like, oh, it's like the fun family, you know, videos mm-hmm. that you watch after someone, you know, passes away or whatever, find fun memories. And so she's watching it. But then all of a sudden it goes from like her recording it to it backs up over her shoulder. <laughs> and it's like, okay, now, now who is recording this? Because it looked like it was Uhura first. And then it was like this other aerial view, and I'm just wondering, like, does classic everybody have? Camera. Yeah, classic wearer's camera. But does everybody? Is there drones that follow them around? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I would, I would, I would have fun with that, maybe. Absolutely, and I, I have two, two little points on this that is gonna defend it and also damn it in one fell swoop. There are internal cameras everywhere because when TOS, there's an episode of TOS that basically replays the unaired pilot to Kirk and the crew as part of this courtroom thing, and it's like there's they initially think that there's footage inside all of the ship, and there's a couple of explanations for it. TNG does this as well. There's cameras that replay Q's arrival to Riker and Riker gets like a smash cut. What I want to know is the cinematographer. Like there must be an AI cinematographer that does a like puts all of this exposition together, does the camera moves. So I'm fine with the cameras being there, but someone is putting this footage together in a very um TV friendly way, <laughs> which seems unnecessary yeah. for a military ship. It's amazing. 
the best ones though are when you get the externals of the ship like in star trek 6 and they're showing like the enterprise getting blown up and it's like where was the camera for that because the ship literally blew up did it send out a probe to record its own death uh commodore oh did you not want to do one just, no this i don't round? want to turn i just did a rant about um cameras uh, okay. No, I do. I, no, I do. I, I've got one. I've got one. Uh, it was just um, brotherly, fatherly expectations drama. Skip. <laughs> uh, that Kirk and Sam thing was just out of a yeah soap opera Saturday uh, afternoon just, special. Yeah, yeah, just didn't need it. Like drama school. You don't like each other. Discuss. Like I just didn't didn't need it when they were doing their stare off. I thought it was going to be something kind of funny, and then all of a sudden well, the, the other brothers yeah. like. You're not apologizing? And it's like, oh, oh, okay. I think they were trying to do the thing where the longer this goes on, the funnier it gets. And it almost Almost worked. worked. It almost I worked, yeah. Did Sam it, just needed did to- it. It Did it almost work? Sam needed to walk away. There needed to be the super long stare. Sam just leaves. And Kirk is none the wiser. Kirk just never understands why he pissed off his brother. And it, it, But it could have been like a really funny reference to something- you know, like you burn the cookies again. Just something really yeah. funny that shows their relationship. But yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Commodore. Ah, well, I will continue on with your skipping the brother stuff. And I just want to skip all the relationship stuff, none of which was pertinent to this episode in the least. Um, Could have been anywhere. Especially the Sing Kirk stuff, uh, James Kirk stuff. Where she sees him, he doesn't really know who she is. She tells Pike it's a long story. And then when he walks away, they linger on her face. And she gives the most like, oh, pained. Oh, no, I love this person so much. But they can never know. And it's just like, okay, first of all, if that's the case, fine, whatever. That's the plot you want to do is she had a love with somebody that can never know she had a love with. That's fine. But in the real world, she doesn't stand there and give pining looks to the air. She turns and follows her captain while thinking about these things. I yeah, just, but then how do we know, uh, Aaron? How do we know that listen, she's hurting? Listen, nobody ever said that sins weren't purposeful. Uh, <laughs> Correct. So, yeah. Anyhow, Correct. I just, that, that no, I'm with I you. rolled my eyes very, very hard. It just, so I think 95% of my eye-rolling with this episode would be fixed if Kirk was not there. Like, you don't mm. have the Lan stuff, you don't have the Sam Kirk, Sam stuff, you don't have... Why is Kirk? Ambassador. Hmm, I really don't have a ton. Um, this is a... I think this is more like a personal thing, but the the exchange between Kirk and Laan in the hallway was really odd to me, um, because they're kind of talking, and... All of a sudden, she he's just like she's like you, I don't remember how, even how it started, but he just starts talking about his dad, like almost yeah. out of left field. Like it's it, it sort of you know maybe we've all had this moment in our life where we're really working on some internal stuff, and someone's just like, "Do you like like farm fresh eggs, or do you prefer?" They're like, "You know what? I'm just going through a lot right now, and my dad he was just really ambitious, and he was never around, and it has nothing to do." With what you said a second ago, and that's how that scene felt to me. It was sort mm-hmm. of like Lon, like, "Hey, just doing my security runs," and he's like, "My dad was an absent father, and I don't know if my life is meaningful." <laughs> and she's like, "It is meaningful." <laughs> and then I was like, "What? Just 
just what is what a scene what so is this? i don't know if i would send the show but that part was like difficult for me personally <laughs> it's 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 almost like Kirk knows that they shared a love interest in a Somehow. parallel timeline yeah. <laughs> when he should not. Yeah. But yeah, man, I know, I know we might be on an island with the Kirk stuff. I love the actor. I'm just, I think tiny little droplets would be good. This is Strange New Worlds, not TOS. Can I, can I tell you I liked him better here than I, I did last uh, episode that he was in the time, the time yeah. okay. line one? I, th- I, I, I yeah. thought it was more balanced here uh, than that one. So hmm. Interesting. Um, I, this is a classic movie thing. Um, this Ahura <laughs> and Kirk um, contact Pike and say, you got to shut down the refinery. And he says, it came on live five minutes ago. Cut to black. <laughs> Next scene is them running through the corridor. Yes. And then they say, yes. you've got to shut it down. Yes, it's a matter of life too. and death. So yeah. you just leave your quarters, run, and then reply. So it's this conversation that w- where did the gap happen and why did the gap happen? Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, you see it so so much it's a almost necessary thing but yeah it has to be seen uh your move not a euphemism uh literally you are telling somebody you want them to like that's (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's fine because it's spock but when when he's like isn't your move a a euphemism for i want you to move yeah spock it it, that's what it means (laughs) but it's not a euphemism it's literally just putting the words in a different order I I'm 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 mine. Ah, man, I might get metaphysical, and that because the impact of that isn't your move, because that person knows it's their move. So you are the reason you're telling them is passive aggressive. Yes, because it's like you clearly exactly. do not realize it is your move. Either so, way, there's, there's no, <laughs> no. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Either way, it's yeah. passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. Um, but, but, but I've just got the you aren't imagining it. Well, yeah, that's exactly what a hallucination would say. <laughs> yes, yeah. That should never I know that. Mm-hmm. What it, you mm-hmm. should never be convinced by anything that you see that is telling you it is not a hallucination. That's exactly how they work. Um, and I, I just had a little silly one, which was Hemmer says, "Be less gullible." I was like, "No, on a starship, always be gullible. Like, no, you don't want the one time that you're not gullible to be the time that someone is serious and you get blown out into space." Mm-hmm. Well, gullible and trusting are two different things, but yes, yes. I would, I would, I will be gullible all day long on a in space. <laughs> I like play as many tricks on me as you like. I will believe you because I'm not taking the chance. That is another thing I would probably send. Sometimes this show, and I get it because it's funny and we like it. Like it, again, this doesn't mean mm. that it's not purposeful. No, exactly. But it is wild to me how trolly they are with each other in a life and death situation. <laughs> like yeah. Captain Pike yeah. is like. Anytime, Ensign. And I'm like, well, you're kind of being a jerk when you say it like that. Just <laughs> like, you know. Uh, and, the, oh, and then amazing. Hammer's like, uh, no, 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 not that one. And it's like, this yeah. is life or death stuff. Like, you know. <laughs> when I when I troll Ian on a podcast, it's just a podcast. We're not on a starship. Yeah, it's fine. We're not in space. <laughs> At least we don't just think wait. we are. Yeah. Unless we're yeah, on one simulation. of those big simulation ships. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh huh. Amazing. Well, unless anybody has any final thoughts, uh, I I think I would. I think I would go at the show for like maybe just do a cumulative sin. Like every time that they let this person who is hallucinating and might kill them continue to do things that they shouldn't do, like have a phaser or like yeah. we start at the very beginning of and um Doctor Manga's like you can't even go back to work until you've slept. 
and then it's just every scene she's in is just like a still not sleeping counter. <laughs> like, like still not progressively st- doing crazier shit. Still, still not, not doing sleeping. what she's supposed to do. Like yeah. someone should be paying more attention to this. Anyway, that's she it. made it across the bridge to her station, got to work, and then Pike was like, "Oh hey, you're not meant to be here." Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, she's she's going through a life or death hallucination situation, and Chapel's just like off playing 3D chess. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. talking need, about Schrodinger's Chapel? dick. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you never know if it's... Never mind. Um, oh, the predictions really, really quickly. Danae, mm. you got one right. I did. Your very, very specific prediction was that somebody dropped something silver. A phaser was dropped, <gasps> and that has silver bits on it. Yes. So I'm going to let you have that one. Yes. Um, uh, was my the, other... Was my general prediction correct? The universal the translator universal breaks translator? down for everyone? No. I mean, in her brain... It did, but not for no, everyone. No, no. We'll have nobody, to that nobody miss, could translate what the alien said, except for her, and she couldn't even translate it because it was broken. Yeah, the universal translator never even ETI, played though. into it, though. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, Aaron, they will visit a strange new world. <laughs> Sorry, my dude. <laughs> nope. Not this nope. week. Try again next time. Uh, Bill Murray reference. Nope. nope. That was a long shot. You're not gonna count. <laughs> you're not gonna count that things happened a couple times. It's a Groundhog what Day. It's a Groundhog Day oh, reference. Groundhog no, day? it didn't. No. The same thing didn't happen. No, 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 no. Oh, but there were ghosts in this episode. Um, so Ghostbusters. No. So that's no. true. Oh Never my came god, back that's because she was thinking about him, just like yes. the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, right? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Amazing. What were you thinking, Roy? Okay. Well, thank you for joining us this week, everybody. We love you very, 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 very much, Lee. Um, join us next week, Friday, on Cinema Sins. Um, mm. mm-hmm. Oh, this Cinema is my Sins favorite part. This is my Twitch favorite part. And the CSPN please, YouTube channel. Please believe Ian, everyone. Let me check the calendar to make sure he knows what he's talking about. Because Next week, 12.30, episode 7. Danae will not be here. But Aaron and I will be. That's not true. Right? Okay, everyone. Let's listen to Danae talk about the calendar for next week because Ian can never get it right. And that's okay. It's not everyone's strong suit. Uh, I can't be good at everything. Next week is Recotopia on Tuesday. And Captain's Pod will be live again on Friday with Aaron, Ian, and I. So we'll see and you that's then. it. I nearly got it right. <laughs> I got it so close. Uh, and if you want to watch the videos of this live recording and the chaos that ensues, they will get uploaded to YouTube. So if you go to the CSPN channel and then go to live, it will have all of these VODs on there that you can have a have a look. Yes, yes. Faces. No matter where you like to listen to the podcast, either on your podcast player or if you're on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But if you do want to watch the show, click on the live tab and you can see all of the podcasts that are broadcast live. And that includes all the bullshit you don't see. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, you're not It wrong. is the unedited sure live version. <laughs> Shock. Well, we'll see you next week. And until then, transitions are tricky. Uh, I'm, I, I'm Ian, and I'm going to go rip some donuts in a nebula. <laughs> and it's, that's it from me. And it's, that's not exactly what I meant by Schrodinger's box from me. Oh, my goodness. My quantum cat has disappeared. Live long in pod spa. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Uh, Not a single request on my OnlyFans, so... 
you know. <laughs> I don't know why I set it up. M- most important question. Yeah. What are you doing after the show? <laughs> uh, after the show, I'm going to do some work. Uh-huh. Yeah. After yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Oh, you mean uh-huh. this evening? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing this evening, Aaron? <laughs> Uh, I am emceeing a slot tournament at a local casino. Yeah, I'm you sorry, are. what? <laughs> How I'm did so you glad. not tell me about I this? I am so glad Danae doesn't know this yet. Excuse Let's me? Let's go. So let me tell you how this happened. And uh, and by the way, I don't hold it against you, Danae. There are certain Slack chats you're not in a lot. But this story has been told in, in those Slack chats. Uh, but uh, but yes. But but I, as well as the entire audience, don't know what the <laughs> fuck is going on. It's amazing. So a while back, I was doing a lot more voiceover. It was more part of my supplementary income was to do uh, voiceover now you have for, fans for, yes, to replace now, which yes. people can't find. Yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> so I'm still on some of those like gig sites where people can find you and ask you to do like voiceover or stuff for them. Well, one of the things I had clicked that I can do is emceeing, which I can. I know how to stand in front of people talking to a microphone and lead something, right? It's almost like you're doing that now. It's almost like that. So I get this email from this website that I haven't seen in forever that says somebody has requested you for a gig. They would like a quote for your services. So I click on it. I have to reset my password because there's no way I remember my password for this place. <laughs> I go in and it is a casino who's doing a, an event and they would like somebody to come emcee it. Well, this casino is like an hour away. And so I'm just kind of like, I really don't want to do this thing, right? So I'm just going to quote some ridiculous amount so that if they do want me, it's going to be worth my while. Mm-hmm. Did you do $3,000? <laughs> no, no. He wishes. <laughs> I do wish now. No, I said $1,200 for three hours of work. And they were like, sure, we'll see you Friday. I'm like, oh. <laughs> right. Oh, no. <laughs> But listen, three hours of talking into a microphone for 1200 bucks. I mean, it's not like I could pass this that is, up anyway. So This is how I know my brain is broken, because I'm so annoyed that you didn't go higher. Right. Like, just 5K. And then if they negotiated <laughs> you down to four, amazing. The fact that they immediately said yes means there's money on the table. I thought $300 an hour was maybe not going to be the lowest bid. <laughs> but you did make a good point that... This is for, you had this email on like Monday or Tuesday. It was a week out from and the event. When yeah, I got so this. someone, yeah. if you're booking an MC a week out from the event, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. Yeah, something yeah. has gone wrong, and you need Aaron. Do you want me to tell you about this tournament? I've I've learned a few more details. Yeah, because you had to get on the phone with them and be like, "What are you expecting from me?" Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the okay. answer is just an announcing this slot tournament uh so here's here's how this this is going to go here are the rules 40 slot machines at once there's going to be about a thousand contestants okay uh they will do 40 at a time on slot machines they start with a certain number of credits okay the goal is to have as few credits left as possible by the end of the time frame without going to zero so this is the goal. You have to max bet every single time, oh, wow. and you have to play at a reasonable pace. You can't just, like, stop for sit a couple there. minutes. Yeah. yeah, and sit there. Um, so, like, it's just going to be me looking around to see the numbers on people's slot machines and calling out, oh, somebody's down to, you know, two. Are they going to, oh, no, they hit zero. They're out. You know, like, that. that is my whole gig. 
Aaron, you're you're doing Survivor. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what he does during the game. Oh it's my like, god! Oh, and she's out. Yes. Oh, yes. oh, yes. oh, yes. she's going. Oh, and she's yes. out. Yes. This is your dream. <laughs> Are you going like prepared with like number puns? <laughs> Wait, oh, I like that you think I have to prepare puns. Do you think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's cute that you think he has to prepare. <laughs> this is the start to a TV show, like a limited run series on Netflix or something. This is the instigating plot moment where everything just like, hey, you remember how this started at me emceeing an event and then mm. I got involved with like the mm. Kansas City mob? And it just kind of goes Ozark a bit. All of a sudden, I'm in the next season of Fargo. <laughs> yes, this is this. This is the start to the next season of uh -huh. Fargo. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got a classic A plot. We have a classic A plot. <laughs> Take three. Take three. We have a classic. Ian, yeah. Ian, do you have weird noises going on in your headphones right now? Yeah, I'm, you need some rest. I'm gonna go take you need a nap. To sleep. Yeah. You don't hear me. Well, I, fuck, I guess I can't be mad about why, you know, you weren't reacting to how funny I was earlier. Ah, I was so funny. Oh, you can't hear me. Oh, shit. Fuck. Tits. Wank. Isn't that what? Isn't that it? <laughs> <laughs>